Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal on this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. And the best part, it's absolutely free to join. We're going to be talking all about raising your financial set point, taking your power back when it comes to money so that it no longer has its hold on you, having money respond to you as the sovereign queen of money, not the other way around, becoming wealthy without frying your nervous system, the exact steps to accessing financial abundance for life, and so much more. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th, and I can't wait to see you there. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. I am currently traveling in Costa Rica. So I'm recording this live. Well, it's not live by the time you listen to it, but live right now as I speak by the beautiful Pacific Ocean in the jungles of Costa Rica. And this week has been so special for me because I just finished hosting a retreat that I did for my peer mentors as a thank you for all of their incredible support that they have volunteered to my students for a six-month period inside of the Manifestation Babe Academy. And my love language is gifts. My other love language is travel. So what better way to say thank you than to take a group of beautiful women on a trip somewhere exciting. (laughs) So we came to Costa Rica and I will tell you the last three days have been so incredibly healing for me and magical. I could just do an entire episode on that alone. But for me specifically, what I healed is this fear that I've realized with this group. I've opened up so much with them. Like I have shared woo stories, very woo woo stories, very out there, esoteric, like holy crap, I can't believe I just said that out loud kind of stories that I've never shared with anybody outside of my closest, closest spiritual circle. And it was just like so incredible. And I remember asking myself, like, why am I so open right now? And first of all, it was the energy and the beautiful intention that every single person brought to this group. You can just tell that everyone here is just pure love and pure 
they're just in their pure um what's the word i'm looking for they're like very much receptive to it right and um i personally was in the process of healing this old wound that i had where if I share something with someone, if I open up too much, is this person going to turn on me in a month, in two months, in three months and post something on social media, basically starting a rumor or something around something I said and just get people to turn against me. And I remember that fear coming up with every single story I shared and I just decided to say, fuck it. I'm going to act as if that fear doesn't exist because the only way that I'm going to rewire that fear is to act as if it doesn't exist, act in spite of it and just be like, you know what? So what? Like I'm being my most authentic self. And if someone doesn't like that or someone's triggered by that, like, so what? That's not my problem. That is literally not my problem. And even if it causes a headache on the internet or a headache in some other way, shape or form, like that's the energy that they put out into the universe. That's not the energy that I put out into the universe. So the karmic repercussions for me is I get to live even more of my life in alignment. I get to be my authentic self. I don't have anything to hide. And the karmic repercussions for that person is, you know, whatever, whatever they manifest from that space of negativity. And so it was just so magical. And there's so many amazing things that happen. I got to host a live breathwork session, which I haven't done in so long. I've only been doing them in the virtual space. And my God, it was just a profound spiritual metaphysical experience for me and every single guest. And I just love this group of girls so much. I love everybody. (laughs) But like this in particular was just a magical, magical retreat. So just wanted to give you a little life update, a little context as to where I am. My voice is a little funky right now. I don't know why. I'm so severely sunburned and my body is so swollen. <laughs> so I'm, and I actually got to sleep in today. My amazing husband took over the baby with my mom. They're both on baby duty and um, the baby is now napping. So I'm like, okay, this episode that I want to record for you today, I've been trying to record for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And I feel like it's finally in a place for me to sit down and record it. So these notes that I have in front of me, I've had for weeks. But this group really inspired me because they asked so many questions of like the OG days, right? The original days of how um, I started. And it really brought me back. And I was able to add in a couple more notes in here. And I just feel like as of right now, it's a complete episode, even though this list of all these nitty gritty details that I'm going to share with you behind my quantum leap year, which was 2016 to 2017. Um, It's probably not fully like exhaustive. Like I'm sure there's more stuff, but I feel like as of right now, it's complete enough. So what is the inspiration behind this episode? So I've recorded an episode before, which I will drop into the show notes about my one-year experiment. So if you've been following me, and I'm so sorry, I apologize in advance if I have to keep clearing my throat, <clears throat> and you have to hear that. <laughs> it, it just is what it is, okay? We're on board together. I'm going to get through this episode. You're going to listen to it. We're in partnership right now. I so apologize <laughs> for the throat clearing. But anyway, so 
Um, the inspiration behind this episode was that um, I was invited on a podcast, which I will repost on my own podcast on the Jasmine Star Show. So Jasmine Starr and Lori Harder, both amazing, incredible entrepreneurs, they co-hosted on Jasmine Starr's podcast and they had me fly out to Newport Beach. And so I did an in-person episode with them and they were asking such good questions, like holy crap, such detailed nitty gritty, like they really wanted to pull out the nitty gritty details of exactly what I did in my one year experiment, that quantum leap year that I always talk about going from 2016 to 2017, where I went from $25,000 in debt, living on my grandma's couch and making $9,000 in my first year of business to being completely debt-free, making $600,000 and moving into my very first apartment in LA and getting engaged to my dream man and traveling the world and all these incredible things in just one year. Like, holy crap. And even though the episode, you know, whatever comes through me on an episode in an interview, I trust that that's what that audience needs to hear. But I also thought like I didn't do the audience the greatest service of the detailed stuff. And that's because I am such a big picture visionary thinker. I I can see the higher levels so well. And my memories are often in very like higher level things. Um, like I, I think in philosophies, I think in universal laws, I think in these like big picture things. And sometimes it takes me a moment to sit down and digest and really tap into what are the nitty gritty details. So I wanted to do anyone who wants to know these details (laughs) from that episode or just, you know, serving my own audience um, that I wanted to share exactly what I did to get here, like specifically what I did to get here. And though I don't do all these practices in the same way as I did back then, I'm not very dogmatic in my manifestation. Like I do very higher level things um, now. And so a lot of these is like, I don't have to do them because they've already served their purpose in that they are within me. They're a part of me. I automatically think this way. And then I will sometimes go back to certain tools. Like I don't meditate every single day, like you'll hear in this episode. For me, it's more so like maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, I'll go and just be like, wow, I'm really craving the silence right now. So I really listen and tune in with my soul and intuition And this year was very much an experimentation process of like, what is my soul? What is my intuition? And having to do so many practices to really reprogram my mind and to tap in and to listen and to figure out and notice patterns and just see how the the things that I did and the the thoughts that I thought and the beliefs that I believed like how they would be reflected in external reality. And now I know exactly what to do. Anytime I'm struggling, like I know how to tap back in. I know when there's something missing. I have pristine pattern recognition skills. (laughs) And it's all because of this one year in my life that set this amazing foundation. These are all within me. They're automated. They're... um, automated in my energy field. They're wired into my nervous system. And the reason why 
I'm continuing to manifest such epic things year after year after year is because of this foundation that I built in this year. So as you're listening to this episode, see what inspires you. See what's like, oh, I want to try that, right? It's not like this is the formula for everyone. This is just me and my adventure, me and my experimentation process. But I will tell you all of these things have made me who I am today. Now, super quick before we go into the nitty gritty details in this episode, I wanted to share that I have opened up an ability for you to ask me any question on my podcast in voice note form. So I will literally play your voice and then answer the question in podcast form as if we're like voice noting each other back and forth. I think that's kind of fun and exciting. So you can be featured on my podcast and please send me your questions. Like no question is dumb enough. Like I want to hear them. I haven't tapped into this resource yet because I still have, um, I think this is like one of my final episodes so far as to what I want to share without any prompt from anyone. Um, But the next episodes, I'm going to start diving into these questions. So please send me your questions. I also opened up my one-on-one coaching container. So you, uh, there's three spots left. Um, The application should be closing, I think, next Friday um, from the moment that this episode went live, which is hello right now, as you're listening to it, it's live. Um, But December 15th is the cutoff. So if you haven't seen on Instagram that I've opened up the container, I only have three spots. I know it's not that many, but I would love for you to apply. And um, your application is also kind of like a confirmation for a wait list. So even if I choose my three or already have chosen my three clients for the January cohort of my coaching container, my three-month coaching container, I will still reach out to you once those clients have finished or if I'm ready to take on new clients or or anything like that, I will use that as a wait list. So it's kind of going to be like first come, first serve. So make sure you apply um, if you're interested. And serious applicants only, please don't waste my time. <laughs> this is only if you can absolutely commit to the container should you apply. And the last exciting thing is that I put my manifestation reset program on sale right now as we speak for 50% off. This is the program where you can bring in the new year clear of all the shit that's holding you back from manifesting what you most want. It's my latest blockbuster crowd favorite, super transformational. Just in 10 days, it will completely transform your mind where you will clear all your blocks, limiting beliefs, get clear and finally manifest what you desire before we enter 2024. So I opened it up right now. It's only a two-week promo period. It's 50% off, so you can get it for just $149, $149 instead of $299. And it's designed for the person who wants to get to the root and the bottom of why certain things aren't manifesting or why is that one desire not manifesting or taking so long? Why am I so good at this but not this, right? Or if you just want to do a complete overhaul of your mind space in just 10 days, uh, this is the program where you can do that. It's magical. It's amazing. The testimonials I receive are out of this world. And even 
past the 10 days of this program. It continues to work and work and work because you're literally reprogramming your mind as you go through the program. So it's on sale again for 50% off. You can get it at manifestationbabe.com slash reset, or you can go into the show notes. I'll also drop it in there as well. This promo will only be live for two weeks. So if you know you want it, you want it for 50% off, you know what to do. Okay. Let me take you back right now to May of 2016. Actually, it's more like October of 2015, but I, when I came to the decision to embark on a one-year quantum leap experiment to prove to myself that the law of attraction is 100% real, that manifestation is a real thing, and I'm going to prove it to myself that I can apply it to every single aspect of my life, that decision really came in May of 2016. So even though I have been literally coaching people through manifestation and helping them, especially in my other beach body business that I started, I think back in, what is it, 2012, 2013. Um, I've been on the internet for quite a while now. It's been quite a long time. But um in that business, I was still like, I have been this manifestation teacher since I was 16 years old for anyone who would listen to me. It's just that for the first time in my life, I gained an audience in 2016 where people were actually very genuinely interested in my manifestation knowledge. Because before then, it's like, girl, you crazy. You crazy. What are you talking about? That's not how life works. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. You guys don't get it. So the actual decision for me to go 100% all in and just dispel all disbelief, is it dispel or is it, I don't know the word, but to set aside all disbelief, push it to the back, back of the brain (laughs) and bring this experimental version of myself of like, what the fuck is the worst thing that could happen? I mean, seriously, the life that I'm living right now, I know how to recreate it if I need to. So back then it was me living on my grandma's couch in debt, broke, right? I know how to get back here. (laughs) I've already been here once. Like if it doesn't work out, I'm already living my worst case scenario. But if it does, oh my God, where am I going to be taken? Where am I going to go, right? I'm very excited to find out. And I think that's like a very powerful mindset to have is this curiosity and fascination and excitement of like, where is this going to take me? Life is going to take you on an adventure no matter what. Let me tell you, change is a constant. Whether you like it or not, things, you're going to be taken on a wild roller coaster ride through life. Okay. You can either let it be a random ass roller coaster that you don't even know like what ride you were thrown on because you're not aware of all of the contributing factors that led you to this roller coaster. Or you can choose the roller coaster you want to be on. Either way, it's going to be a roller coaster. Either way, there's going to be uncertainties and it's going to be an adventure and you have no idea when the ups and downs are coming, the twists and turns. But I think that a chosen roller coaster might be a little bit more fun, in my opinion. Okay, so practical things I did throughout the year that led to my quantum leap. Here's my long ass list. Let's go through it. Okay, first of all, 
I made the decision that my current location is not my final destination and that one day I will share this story with an audience and this story is going to make me millions of dollars. That was the decision I made. This is such a powerful mindset that I have to this day where if anything goes wrong, if I have a challenge or an obstacle or something is just like not working out for me, I just know that my current location is not my final destination. So I'm not stuck here. And I get excited because I'm like, wow, more stories I can tell that will make me millions of dollars. Because <laughs> it's, it's the crazy shit that makes the best stories, right? And it's like, you could, you could wallow in your misery right now and go, woe is me. Or you can be like, all right, this fucking sucks. But one day, I'm going to be on a podcast. Someone's going to interview me. I'm going to be featured in the New York Times or Time Magazine or whatever. Okay. Pick your publication or pick your, or even just a a dinner party in which someone's going to ask you about your story and you're going to change their life. Or you're just going to transform the way that someone thinks through your story. Like one day, like that's going to happen. And that's what kept me going through this whole process. I remember meditating. So let's go into the actual nitty gritty stuff. I remember meditating twice a day, morning and evening. It would be like, sometimes I can't fall asleep at night. It'd be like two in the morning. And I remember it's pitch dark in my grandma's living room because that's the couch I was sleeping on. And I would be just silent and meditating and just setting this intention that I would connect with my higher self to tune into the messages that it has for me, to be in silence, to maximize my cr- flow of creativity. Like I, I just had this understanding that um, my creativity was attached to my intuition and the way to listen to my intuition is to be silent and that creativity is attached to money and the more creative I am, the more money I can make. So it was all connected to each other. And it's made by this limitless energy, like limitlessness is made from this limitless energy. And it is through tuning into the abyss, tuning into the silence, tuning into all of this stuff that's all around me that I have access to that allowed me to become more and more intuitive as we go along. Like I make every decision today from my intuition, every fucking decision. I lead with my intuition and I support with logic. It's not the other way around. I never lead with logic because logic is great, but it's not the whole picture. Logic doesn't understand um, the magic, right? Intuition is connected to magic. Like sometimes you don't know why you're being drawn to go a certain route or to say yes or no to certain things. But then in hindsight, you understand like, whoa, thank God I didn't make a logical decision here. (laughs) But of course, you know, support with logic. Like don't do... some crazy shit. Like, I don't know. I can go on a whole tangent here and I'm going to prevent myself from going on a tangent right now, but something like dangerous, right? Like don't do something that's going to risk your freaking life. Like don't just jump off a cliff, you know? Um, But I don't know because sometimes it is jumping off a metaphorical cliff that allows you to build your wings on the way down. So here we go. It's about your intuition, right? There's no yes or no absolutes. Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, and you use your intuition to support you. And I think that meditation is a powerful way to connect with your intuition. Do you have to sit there in silence? No, I think there's walking meditations you can do. There's dancing meditations, like any way that you can just connect to God, your higher self, 
the universe in any way, shape or form that um, supports you is the key. I remember having a vision board because duh, I've been building vision boards since I was 16 years old and I would have certain visualization songs while looking at my vision board. So while I'm sitting there looking at my vision board, I'm listening to music to evoke emotions within me. And I would do that every single day, every evening before bed, I whip out my vision board, turn on a song and I would have specific visualization sessions. I would regularly script the ideal day in my life in my journal. And I can't tell you how many times I read back those journal entries and I'm like, I'm literally living this. And if I'm not, I'm realizing that I actually didn't want that in the first place where I'm like, thank God I'm not living that, right? Because what I'm living today is so much better. But it's insane. I literally scripted this life that I have today of travel and having the business and having the family and all of these things that I have in my life today was scripted in my journal. Now you can use your computer, you can use your journal, you can do whatever you want. Um, but just like describing an ideal day in your life as if it's already happening, like as if it's a journal entry that you wrote at the end of the day to describe everything you did that whole day and everything you're experiencing. It's like your future self is leaving you a journal entry and it's very, very powerful. Um, I developed a process called the limiting belief blaster that I teach inside of MBA. And I would use the limiting belief blaster so often in my journal that I memorized it and I can use it on any fucking thought that pops into my head or belief that pops into my head to this day. I use this process. I've tweaked a couple things since then. Over time, I learned new skills. I learned new uh, strategies and new, um, what do you call it, modalities that I'll kind of tweak in there. Um, But I use it to this day, every single day. Like I used it on a belief last week, actually, that I actually, because sometimes it's something quick that I can do in my head. And sometimes I'm like, oh no, I got to sit down with my journal here. Like this is some deep rooted shit. And um, it's amazing how it just dissipates. Like I, it's, it's fucking magical. Um, but something that helps me, you know, even when I don't have access to the limiting belief blaster or just not even going through the whole process, this is something I do to this day. Choose new beliefs that you want to embody and act as if they're already true. <laughs> I can't tell you how magical this is. Some Sometimes people, they like sit down and really like dig and dig and dig into their limiting beliefs. But sometimes I'm like, what if I just, what if it just wasn't true? Like, what if I just acted as if it doesn't exist? And the rewiring that takes place so quickly, it's like a quantum leaf thing. I know that it it's, sounds easier said than done, like, but it's just, it's magical what happens when you act as if the fear isn't there. You act as if that limiting belief isn't there. You just say yes to yourself. You choose yourself. You say yes to that opportunity, even if you have no idea how it's going to pan out and, oh my God, who am I? And is it going to work out? And I'm afraid that people are going to judge me and blah, 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 blah. Like the way that I approach my retreat this week, it's like, I'm going to act like the limiting belief isn't there. And the connections that were fostered from that space were pure magic and so healing for me, regardless of what happens, right? Every morning, so I had a nine to five job. And I would walk into my office because I was the opener of the office. I would walk inside the office and I would, um, you know, like 
push the buttons to set uh, to turn off the alarm because we had an alarm at work. I would turn on all the lights. I would turn on the coffee machine. And while the coffee machine is wor- warming up and while my desktop computer at work is warming up, I would stand in a power pose. I actually had a whole routine at work, but I would stand in a power pose facing the window and I would say all my affirmations at that time out loud. I can't tell you what they were back then. I I just don't remember. But I would say my mantra, say my affirmations out loud in a power pose, really feeling it in my physiology. I don't know how many times, maybe like three times each, four times each. That part I don't remember, but it was part of my routine. I hung a check that I wrote to myself for my first 10K month by my office computer. So I'm sure my coworkers looked at me like I was insane. I didn't fucking care. I just, you know, I said, you know what? Me caring is going to make me manifest more of the life that they live. And me not caring and just focusing on myself is going to help me create more of the life that I want to live. What, Which is more important? Am I jealous of their lives? No. (laughs) Like, do I want to embody their lives? No. I want my life to go the way that I want it to go. So I'm going to do my crazy shit. And one day they're going to ask me how I did it. That's just a decision that I made. Okay, acting as if I don't have the fear, acting as if the judgment isn't there, right? Powerful ways to instantly shape your brain. So I had my check on there. I had my vision board as my desktop screensaver. So every time I go to lunch or the bathroom, the screensaver would come on and it is my vision board. And my boss was amazing. Um, It was a couple I worked for and the guy, he would always like giggle when he walked by my vision board. And I think he kind of got it because he just like, it's almost like he would look at it from appreciation and kind of like, yeah, I can't wait for you to live this life. Um, But everyone knew like which computer is my computer. It's the check, it's the vision board, it's all these affirmations written down. I'm pretty sure I had things scripted on the walls. Like the walls just looked crazy in my little cubicle. Um. Let's see. I would listen to an audiobook, a podcast, or YouTube seminar every single day. Not a single moment in my car was wasted to music or silence. Not that there's anything wrong with music or silence, but just I knew that I needed to program my mind. And and this mental programming will come over repetition and time. And I just have no time to waste. So as I'm driving to and from work or as I'm driving to go see my boyfriend in downtown LA, Brennan, who's now my husband, I, you know, it'd be like a freaking 90 minute drive uh, with traffic after work when I go spend the night at his apartment. And I listen to those damn audiobooks. I listen to the podcast. I listen to YouTube's seminar. I listen to Napoleon Hill. I listen to Francis Scovel Shin. Uh, the game of life and how to play it. I listened to Bob Proctor lectures on YouTube. I've consumed all of his teachings possibly that you could possibly consume on YouTube. Um, I attended as many Tony Robbins events as I could possibly get to as I could, you know, pay for them, but I would watch him on YouTube as well. Uh, Abraham Hicks I listened to. I actually went to a live workshop for Abraham Hicks. I listened to, um, there's a, an audio recording on YouTube called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale on YouTube. And I listened to it probably a hundred times. There just wouldn't be any moment wasted because I knew that I needed this to take over the other amounts of conversations that I was having. 
it had to be a greater than symbol for me in order for me to change my programming. By this point, obviously, I knew how the mind works. I just learned it over time. I learned it through my manifestation teachings and knowledge that I've had since I was 16 years old. So I had ideas of like what to do. And of course, I, you know, success leaves clues. So I followed some other mentors and successful people. And they always said like personal development is the key. Um, mindset work is the key, like work harder on your mindset than anything else and everything will fall into place. So I just, I went all in. I took it so freaking seriously. Let's see what else. So I would listen to subliminals and affirmations. This is actually a funny story. Um, I would play them on repeat all night long. There's a specific Bob Proctor one this affirmation that he would say about money that would repeat all night long because it's eight hours long. It says, listen while you sleep. And the first time Brennan spent the night with me, I think we were dating a couple weeks by then. So he would come over to my house um, and just spend the weekend with me. And the first night I just looked at him and I go, so um, I like listen to these th- these things on the internet um, all night long. There's just gonna you're just gonna hear a guy's voice talking all night, and he's just like saying these things called affirmations. And yeah, that's just gonna play over here. Okay, so don't freak out. And he's like, okay. And we told this to the group in Costa Rica, and everyone just giggled. Um, I can link the exact one if you're interested. But my general recommendation actually has changed since then, where I just don't recommend random subliminals on YouTube just because some people have been caught doing really creepy shit and like programming them with like just low frequency things. So I recommend making your own. And it's very easy to make your own. There's like tutorials out there on the internet for how to create your own subliminals or how to just like, you you can just record your voice to play on repeat all night long and listen to it. But this was like such a key for me. (laughs) And um, I did it for months and months and months and months until I just didn't have to do it anymore. Um, I would play money games to rewire my beliefs and perception of money because money was something that I deeply wanted to manifest. So I worked very diligently on my money mindset. Um, I aligned with money very diligently. And um, some things that I picked up and some things that I did. So every time I would purchase something, I borrowed this from Marie Forleo. She says this and I learned it from her. She says, there's always more where that came from. So every purchase that I would do, I would say, there's always more where that came from. And Brennan and I would do it every time. We were both broke, especially when we we're like living together. We'd go grocery shopping together. And him and I, every time our card got swiped or we handed cash over to any sort of cash register, we would say, there's always more where that came from. Um, every time I purchased something, I would imagine that what I spent was actually being deposited back into my bank account. So I played this fun game where I would trick my mind because remember, the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined. So you could come up with all kinds of fun games and your mind thinks it's absolutely real what's happening. And um, every time I would get a total and I would swipe my card, I would literally trick my brain into thinking that the money on the screen is what's being deposited into my bank account. So I would get really excited and I'd feel appreciation. I'd be like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. Like it just evoked 
this gratitude and appreciation and excitement for all of the floods of abundance that are coming to me. Actually, another thing is I'm looking at the waves crashing on the beach. I told this to the group in Costa Rica when I would come to Costa Rica or just be at a beach in general, because I didn't come to Costa Rica for the first time until like halfway through my quantum leap year. Um, But when I obviously had more money so I could come, but any beach I would go to, because I lived in LA, as waves would come over me, I would imagine that they're waves of money and waves of abundance. And that was like a fun practice for me to do. Um, I played this game in my journal where I would allocate money to certain things, meaning I would pretend I played this game like every day someone would deposit, the universe would deposit $1,000 into my bank account today. And I have to allocate it. Um, some, some people play the game where they have to spend it. Like, what would you buy? But for me, I wanted to train my brain into, um, creating money for the future. So I would invest, I would pay off my debt. I would put some in savings. I would donate some, and then I would purchase the things that I want. And every single day that amount would grow. So the next day I had $2,000 and the next day I had $3,000 and the next day I have $4,000 and then $5,000. And sometimes I would just play games where I would double. So like 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 40,000. And that just trained me to start to play with bigger and bigger amounts of money. Like what would I actually do with it? People, they daydream about money and having money all day long, but they don't know what they would actually do with it. They don't know how they would actually spend it. And that's why when they, you know, like lottery winners, the most quintessential example of people being given floods amounts of money, floods of what? Floods of money. And they, their nervous system completely fucking crashes. They spend it all very quickly. They just don't know what to do with it. Or they, um, like they spend it very quickly because their nervous system is trying to get rid of it because it's just too fucking much, right? Or I'm sure there's examples of them where they just hold on to all of it and they don't spend a dime or they're scared to and they have all this fear of like, oh my God, what if it never comes back to me? Because I waited my whole life to win the lottery and this is the only way that the money could come to me instead of having the wisdom behind how to actually create money, right? So this just helped me create wisdom with money over time by spending it in my journal or allocating it in my journal. Um, I gave money away on a regular basis as a testament of my faith that it will come back to me. So I would walk by people's parking meters and drop coins in there. When I tell you I have the best parking karma, like (laughs) it's literally from this period of my life. Um, I I can't tell you how many parking, um, I should have gotten a parking ticket for making some sort of parking mistake or like running out of, you know, money in my meter. I can't tell you how many times I just got away with it. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've pulled up to parking meters where the thing is already green and someone are like, there was already still an hour left of parking. So I had free parking. It's just been insane, like to watch the karma come back from that. Um, I would bless people in line. So for example, like the person behind me, like, hey, what can I get you? I really want to bless someone or like, you know, the Starbucks drive through line and things like that. I used to hide money. Actually, I think someone borrowed this. I told this story before and someone borrowed this idea and then they made it in like the media. <laughs> like they got a shout out from a news 
uh, station about this, which I thought was so much fun. So I used to hide money in Target with little notes of abundance um, where I would say like money is an unlimited resource and it's always flowing your way. Don't ever forget this. Um, here's a little blessing, uh, whatever the fuck I wrote. I don't remember, but I would have these $20 bills. So I would allocate a specific amount, like 10% of how much money I was receiving to be my like giveaway and donation percentage. And so let's say if I made $1,000 that week, then I have $100, right, to give away. So I'd cut it into like $20 bills. There'd be five of them. And then I would go to Target and I would just hide them like in pillows or hide them in books, like putting it, putting it between books for other people to find. I've left it on airplanes before, um, just anywhere I possibly could. And it's just something to bless someone's day and just a testament to me that money is so fucking abundant. Even if I give it away, it's going to come back to me. Um, I donated a lot of money. I still donate a lot of money. People ask me all the time, do I still follow the 10, 10, 10 rule? My percentages have certainly changed because there's been a lot more, there's just a lot more going on in my life. Like I have employees and taxes and this and that and benefits and 401ks. And there's just so many resource allocations now that I still, I still make my donations, um, and things like that, but it's just shifted in its percentages. Like our investment percentage is extremely high, um, much, much higher than the 10% it used to be. And so it's just a matter of, you know, creating percentages that work for you. I've created a rich babe playbook that I have inside of MBA where, um, I give you like a calculator, Uh, or just like a way to calculate how much um, or how to figure out what your unique individual percentages are that feel good to you so that you are saving, you're investing, you're enjoying your money and also um, playing this game of like giving it away and just blessing other people so the blessings can come back to you and not having expectations of the blessings coming back to you, of course, because that's not the point, but just a testament that money is always going to come back. Um, I would walk into luxury stores to plan out all my future purchases. So I I would just walk around and be like, going to buy that, going to buy that, going to buy that, going to buy that. I got used to talking to the salespeople like I'm a regular in the store, even though I was so deeply uncomfortable. Like I used to walk into Chanel, Louis Vuitton, like all the stores and just be so uncomfortable. And feel like I don't belong. And I was like, well, that's not a frequency that's going to create an ability to purchase these beautiful bags because I'm a bag person. Not everyone is. I'm a bag person. I love bags. Um, There's no way that I'm creating a frequency for this right now by being uncomfortable in here. Well, what is one way that I can program comfort in these kinds of shops so that I feel like I literally belong here? And for me, it was just a repetition of walking in there so many times that I just became desensitized and I just didn't care anymore. I would just ask to see certain bags and just literally talk to the person like as if I'm having plans of buying them. And I would just be like, oh my God, this is so great. Like I, you know, my birthday is next week, so I'll come back and and purchase it then or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember what I was saying, but um, that was a lot of fun. And then now, of course, I can walk into any of these stores and just buy whatever I want. But back then it's like you're still it's all about acting as if. It's like I act the same way now. It's just that now I'm actually handing over my credit card and receiving the bag in exchange. But back then it was just a matter of like a, a game of pretend. 
I mean, that's what manifestation is. It's a game of pretend, right? <laughs> We're just pretending a lot of things until they actually happen. Um, anytime I would see something on Instagram like that I liked that someone else had, I just told myself, you know, I can't wait to experience that. Like, oh my God, that's so exciting. I can't wait to experience that too. Um, I changed my language and became super creative with how I express things when it come, came to money. Um, I can do a whole episode breaking this down, breaking down my language around money, like to this day, what my language around money is, if you're interested, because words are frequency. Your word is your wand, right? And um, But this could be like a whole thing. For example, I just stopped saying the words expensive. I, you will never want for one day, ever, ever, ever. I haven't said this word except for obviously in these kinds of circumstances. I'm saying it right now, but I've never said this word in relation to money in what, eight years now. Just doesn't come out of my mouth. You'll never hear it out of my mouth. I don't say budget. Um, the words I can't afford or just can't afford never come out of my mouth. Uh, instead of budget, I say financial alignment plan. Instead of I can't afford this, I would say someday I'll have this or it's not in alignment with my finances right now or it's not a priority for me as we speak, but I can't wait for the day it is. Or I'm currently aligning my money to be able to purchase that. Is it awesome? Like when someone shows me something like, oh my God, this looks amazing. I can't wait to align my money to be able to purchase this. Like I'm in the process of aligning my finances. Uh, that's so much more empowering. Instead of expensive, I say premium or luxury. Wow, that's a high luxury item. Or wow, that's very premium. So for whatever reason, that just doesn't limit my money by saying that's expensive. And of course, like for my husband, like the word expensive doesn't limit him. So it just depends. For him, he doesn't feel constricted by saying the word expensive. For me, I only see it reflected in broke people. So I don't want to be a broke person. So I'm not going to use their language, right? I'm using the language of the the rich of the wealthy. Like that's who I want to embody. So I'm going to use their words. Um, let's see what else. Basically, I've always been in the plans of affording anything and everything I could ever want. So the way that I would speak about something is as if I'm going to buy it one day in the future. Well, of course, only if I like it. It's not like, you know, I joke all the time, like there are some people who love tractors and tractors is not something I'm interested in. And I'm sure there's premium, high-end, luxurious tractors out there. And it's just not something I'm in the plans of ever purchasing unless it's purchasing it for someone else. <laughs> so there's no need for me to use that with tractors, right? But it's just for the things that I like, I'm always in the plans of purchasing. Um, so I did a lot of, you know, I talked about intuition. I, I learned how my intuition worked back then by testing it constantly and experimenting with it. I became a master experimenter of listening to my soul and learning how it communicated with me. So I would hear voices in my head and I started to discern between like what's a random thought versus what's an intuitive thought. And the only way to find out, you guys, is like just act on it and see what happens. And of course, like maybe you don't act on something that is life or death or totally life-changing, but just when it comes to food, like what should I eat today? And it's, you know, I have a thought to eat like a salad versus a burger or something. And it's like, um, I have this one voice that feels this way or is talking to me in this way that's telling me to eat a burger versus a salad. And it's like, actually your intuition wants you to eat red meat because you're 
um, iron levels are low, but you, you know, and you eat the salad instead and you realize you don't feel as good versus the other time that you have these two voices in your head and one is telling you to eat the burger. And so you listen to and you go and then you feel really good afterwards and you're like, huh, okay, when my voice sounded this way and I felt this way, I felt really good after the fact of making this decision. So I think that's my intuition. Or just like noticing in the past even, like you don't even have to take action in the moment, just noticing in the past of like, you know, sometimes things just like don't work out and like you knew that it wouldn't work out and something within you just like knew that it wouldn't work out. Well, look back and be like, how did I know that it wouldn't work out? Or how did I know that it did work out? What are the sensations that I felt? What were the feelings that I felt? What were the thoughts that were going through my head? Did I did I have a certain thought? Did I have a certain feeling? Like what are the patterns that led to this thing working out or not working out? And how did I know? Right? Um, I feel zings, like I don't know what else to call them, but I feel a zing, kind of like a lightning bolt throughout my body as a full body FES when I'm supposed to say yes to something. Um, I, you know, people ask me on my retreat, like, am I clairaudient, clairvoyant, claircognizant? Like, what is my intuition? And I think I'm claircognizant. Sometimes I just know. I'm clairaudient. I'll hear and I'll also see as clairvoyant. So there's certain flashes of images that I would see and like learning the difference between what is just an intrusive thought, like what is a flash of fear versus what isn't. And I've learned over time that the emotional thoughts and the emotional visions are typically like the fear-based ones are typically just intrusive. And the ones that come to me very neutrally and I just feel neutral about are typically the ones that are coming from my intuition. I could only know this through experimentation. Um, I would pay attention to what gave me more energy versus what gave me less when I thought about having done it. So if I'm deciding on launching a program, like having done this program, do I feel more energy or less energy? And then tuning into that. Um, Typically, and this is pretty much a blanket statement for everyone, if you're feeling an increase in energy, that means that it's something to act on. And if it's something where you are feeling a decrease in energy, it's something that isn't in alignment with you. And of course, there's so many more things I learned over time that you can dive into, like human design teaches you how to listen to your intuition properly and things like that. Um, I would pay attention to the visions I would get, like I said, flashes of images to see if they're like psychic visions or they're just intrusive thoughts and things like that. Um, I did things back then that scared me every single day. Like I never used fear as guidance to not do something. Um, For me, typically what I was most afraid of was um, a breakthrough on the other side of that. So when I was afraid of going live on Instagram or live on Facebook, that was a massive fear for me. And I just went right into all my fears. Um, I started to share my knowledge of manifestation in a Facebook group. And these live streams that I would do in this Facebook group actually became my podcast. So if you go to the very beginning of my podcast, there's episodes on there that are like probably horrible sounding. And it's because there's no microphone. It's just me talking to my phone on a live stream to my Facebook group. And my podcast initially was a place for me to 
store all these episodes because on Facebook you have the algorithm, you know, throwing around the videos in random order that I wanted, but I wanted to create a space where people can come and have things in chronological order of like content that I would share with them. And that's what birthed the Manifestation Bay podcast actually, (laughs) because I realized that people start finding me through my podcast and I'm like, wait, people are finding me randomly. Like I had no idea how podcasts grew. I had no idea that random people can stumble across an episode or that it's searchable. And I was like, wait a second, let me take this, let me take this a little bit more seriously. Like this is amazing. Um, I committed to posting valuable inspirational content daily, regardless of what people thought of me. I created an epic newsletter that read like a book. Like I really, uh, just um, cultivated an audience and really nurtured my audience and gave so much value. And to this day, I give so much value um, regardless of any of my fears or limiting beliefs around certain things that I share and certain things that I say. I just know I have this belief that whatever I share, it's meant to change someone's life. Like I'm infusing high frequencies and positivity into the world every single day. And someone on the other side is meant to be transformed by it. And I just can't judge who that person is or how they're going to come through. But that's what always kept me going and keeps me going to this day. Um, I would pray and send light to all the people that would come in contact with me. So I was, I would always be giving out the only the energy that I'd want in return. And I still do this to this day. Every single day, I pray for every single soul that comes across my work and wish them only the most divine of blessings. So I visualize all of my podcast listeners and send them blessings. I send blessings to all my students. I said blessings to every single person who follows me on Instagram, just only the most divine of blessings for the highest good of all involved. You know, I had this thought one day of like, does the light I send people actually make a difference? And in the same day, my shaman answered me um, in this crazy weird way. I'm just going to leave out a bunch of details, but just this is the point of this story. Um, in the same day, he said, um, many people wonder if when they send light, does it actually make a difference? And the answer is yes. And I remember being like, oh my God, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Like your intentions, your prayers, your love, your light that you send to people is making a difference. It is impacting them. There are so many other like phenomenon and quantum physics uh, theories and principles and laws and things like that, that reflect the exact same of like just your intention, the frequency that you send out really does make a difference. It, It genuinely does. And of course, the goal for you is to prove it to yourself. Just watch how it comes back to you. Watch how it unfolds. Watch how your beliefs manifest into form. Watch how your intentions manifest into form. And I just noticed that like, there's just so much radiant love that has come back to me in my life. Like my life is insanely fucking blessed. And I don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's random. I think it's because that's the energy that I put out into the world. Um, I completely healed old jealousy patterns. I used to be a salty ass, jealous ass bitch. Like I'm not even joking. <laughs> like people have a hard time imagining this, but it it's true. Um, then I transformed it by just you know, embodying the law of oneness that states what is possible for one is possible for all. And whatever success that I saw others have, even if I so badly wanted their success and so badly thought that 
they're in competition with me and that them having more means I have less. I just overrode that and I wish them 10x more. So when I see to this day someone killing it or someone manifesting or creating something in their life where I'm like, oh my God, I want that too. I want that too. I want that too. And I feel any sort of pangs of those that jealousy programming, I immediately close my eyes and I visualize them having 10 times more because that is telling me, that is showing my mind that if I can wish them 10 times more, that means that there's more out there for them. There's more out there for me. There is so much limitlessness and abundance for all. Um, I really saw things manifesting for other people as proof that it exists in my reality. And that by seeing someone else have it, it means that I'm that much closer to being in my reality. Um, I lifted people up around me no matter what, and I still do this. Like you can, you can see this every single day in my life. Um, if you follow me or just know me, I promote people, I promote products um, that I love without expectations all the time. And sometimes I'm affiliate for it and get compensated for it. But literally, 99% of the fucking time, I do it because I know the energy is going to come back to me tenfold, and it does. And I'm just that kind of person. I never want to come with ego. I don't want to come from a place of like there is scarcity and lack. I'm constantly challenging that. So I will promote and I will uplift and I will cheerlead and I will just want the best for every single person, no matter what. Because I mean, I think that that's the energy that's going to change the world. I mean, imagine if every single person wanted the best for the whole planet. Like, imagine the life that we would live. And I know that I'm a trailblazer, a leader. I know that, um, I'm here to carry forward an energy that others are going to follow in the footsteps of. So I might as well be one of the people that does this, even though most of the world doesn't, right? Most of everything that I do, it's like stuff that most of the world doesn't. But I am here to inspire people and motivate people and show them what's possible. That's just my dharma. Um, And so, yeah, I just act as if the world is an amazing place and that we're all insanely blessed and that... um, there is no limitation to what we can have, who we can be, um, who it, who we uh, can become. There's just no limitation. There's access to infinite possibility. That's how I approach my life and that's how life approaches me. <laughs> like that's why there's so much abundance in my life. It's insane. Like there's no number I can think of that's crazy enough for me. It's just I've become such a big visionary thinker where so many of my friends even who are coaches who are into manifestation, they look at me and they're like, Catherine, I thought I thought big, but that wasn't until I met you. Like, holy shit. (laughs) So um, I became essentially a master of delusion uh, where I learned how to ignore my current reality and know that my current reality is only a compilation of all the vibrational frequencies compounding over time to make what's experienced in present moment. Present moment is just a compilation of the past frequencies. And if I want to change my future, I need to change my frequency now, which will compound over time and create the future that I so desire. And the thoughts, beliefs, and feelings that we have toward the present moment and the future is what creates present moment and future. Um, I also, to this day, come to every situation 
every circumstance, every single day with gratitude and appreciation because gratitude is the magnet. Gratitude is the universal currency amplifier and multiplier. And the smallest of things that I would find gratitude for um, because I realized I'm already living the dream life. Even if nothing is changing around me, I am alive right now. I am living the dream life right now and it's such a blessing to be here. And of course, through my spiritual evolution, I've learned that souls literally beg to come. They they knock at earth's door. They try to knock down earth's door. Souls beg to come here. It is something that is such a blessing to be here as a human being on planet earth. This is such a um, advanced school curriculum for our souls. We learn so much, right? There's heaviness, there's darkness, there's evil, there's um, uh, density here because without it, we would not learn. We would not grow if we were, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you, where you never, never die. Um, invincible. If we were invincible, we would never learn because our souls are invincible. Right. And if we didn't come to be here as invincible humans, um, where, you know, there's finite, um, What's the word? What are the words I'm looking for? You know what I mean, okay? Just follow my flow here. If we were not experiencing like the finiteness of humanity, um, then we wouldn't grow, we wouldn't evolve, we wouldn't come into more of the truth of who we already are, which is we are infinite spiritual beings in human form, and we are here to learn about abundance. We are here to remember that. The universe is actually limitless. And we learn this by experiencing the opposite or being programmed with the opposite so that we can come back into the remembering of who we truly are. So like I said, this is not a totally exhaustive list. I tried to go down as many details as I possibly could, but hopefully this was very helpful. Um, if you have any specific questions that you'd like me to expand on, um, please leave me the voice note um, in the show notes. Let's make it a, um, let's make it a whole episode. Um, but yeah, this is the foundation that I sit on eight years later. This is truly what Kratom the Quantum Leap Foundation for me that allows me to continue to expand in my life and create more of what makes me happy. And it only continues from here. So if you want to create a one-year quantum leap experiment in your life for yourself, I'm also going to put up that OG episode that I did years ago uh, in the show notes where you can hear how I came up with the idea originally and how to create your own one-year experiment as well. Um, If you have any questions, like I said, drop them into that voice note form that I'm going to post in the show notes. And of course, don't forget about the Manifestation Reset Sale where you can get that program right now for 50% off and it's only going to last two weeks from the moment I upload this episode. I believe that, hold on, let me check my calendar. December 18th is going to be the last day that it's going to be on sale for 50% off and you can get that in the show notes as well as Manifestation babe.com slash reset. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash reset. Um, I hope this episode was helpful. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your podcast reviews as always. And with that being said, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. 
I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.